and we're live. Welcome, welcome everyone. This podcast is in alpha and may be subject to change. Joining me today down in the bottom left is the uh, <laughs> the long-haired, luscious Big T, also known as Tech. Welcome to the show. And also, you know, not here very often, but but he's here today. Hey, hey. <laughs> hey hold on, I haven't announced you yet. We have this. <laughs> Welcome to the show. Now you can speak. Hello. Now I can speak. Hello. <laughs> All right. Sorry, that's if Lock was in alpha. Yeah. He has subject to change. We'll be removing him from the show next week <laughs> and replacing him. Don't you worry. But yeah, um, welcome everyone to the show. We've made it to number eight. We've actually had eight hey. of these in a, in a row now. How? We're, I don't know. We'll get to double digits soon. If we make it to double digits, that's like, hey, I, I, I don't know where to go from there. Like, we've, ma- we've made it at that point. Presumably three digits. I know, and we're definitely not making three. Let's be honest. Okay. <laughs> not making Could it to three. Make- but yeah, let's uh, start the show off as we usually do, and uh, we'll look at what we've been playing this week, which, for me, uh, I guess I've been playing... Can I guess, Can I guess please? Let me guess, let me go guess. On, go on, guess. go on, take, take, take a guess. Is it RuneScape? Oh, it's close, it's close. Oh. It, it, is, it, is, it is an MMO, it is an MMO. You, you, you are on the right track. I was certain it was going to be RuneScape, you know. There isn't well, then it must be there? quest. No, I've, I've actually, I've, I've, I've came away from EverQuest a little bit. <laughs> Final Fantasy XI. It's, a, it's actually, to everyone's surprise, Arcage. I've been playing a lot of Arcage. No. Whoa. What? You I know. know. That's the one MMO I did not expect from you. Yeah, I know. You'd, you'd never guess. But yeah, I mean, I've been playing Arcage. Other than that, you know, I guess I played some Crusader Kings. We all played some Crusader Kings. Which uh, was a lot of fun, and we need to do more of. Hey, oh yes, you know, anyone yeah, down for that after the podcast? <laughs> don't don't put that I on your life. No. But, hey. but yeah, um, I don't know. Crusader Kings is a lot of fun. I'm probably gonna do more of that on stream just because it's. I need to scratch that itch, you know. <laughs> that forex itch, you know, you know, guys. Wait, did you see the flames in Ziff's eyes? <laughs> You know, guys, every time Zan's got a scratch in it, you've all got to watch him scratch it. Okay. Don't, don't, don't lean into the camera like that. Okay. But yeah, other than that, I actually, I played some really fun indie games on stream last night. Which, oh, which uh, play? I played, one was called Symphonia, which was... This, like, it was a music game. It was said it was inspired by Rayman, which is what the impression I got. And it was by a bunch of French students, which, surprisingly, it was very, very good for a bunch of French students. Rayman's a French game? (laughs) I mean, hey, there is that. Before they were scumbags? Yeah, I mean, we kind of spoke about Ubisoft last week, didn't we? I... We spoke about we spoke about all the issues going on last week. I don't know if we'll go into that as much this week, but you know, there's still more of that going around. Um, other What's than that, else, sorry, Symphonia. Symphonia. So, I just keep getting an old JRPG or something. Yeah, I'm just getting uh, the tales of Symphonia. So no, it's, it's try try on itch.io because you might be able to better find it there. Hold on. Oh, right. 
I was going to say I'll, I'll send you a link, but then it would remove the cams. But yeah, it's actually a very pretty looking game and stuff. So, yeah, yeah. Yeah. Like, I was very surprised by, that it was made by a group of students. I was like, okay, this is really cool. It's very sure for what it is, but I think they are going to do some further development on it. And hopefully we'll see a bit more to it, because I think it has a lot of potential. I mean, the sound in it's good. Sound vi visually and stuff, it's great. Um, yeah. Oh, Other than those that, I also look very Rayman. Yeah, <laughs> that's the immediate impression I got, and then I read through their thing, and they mentioned how they were inspired. I think it was in a comment they said how they were inspired by Rayman when I was reading for it all, which was very interesting. I'm also trying to look up the other name of the game that I played last night. That was very good. It was by New Blood. Um, Ultra Kill. I think I think Ziff was there for that one, you. I seen that one. Yeah, that was yeah. very very cool. Ultra Kill was really cool. It felt really good to play. And the presentation and, like, just everything felt good about that game. And it's uh, it's by New Blood. They were on the PC gaming show at one point. They're also doing several other games. I think one, I think one of them's, like, a Thief-type game as well. They've, they've got a lot of games like that going, and they're all really cool. So... Is this the, the pixely FPS game? Yeah, so... Yeah, that looks cool. It looks right up my street. Yeah, it was right up my alley as well. It was like, they explain it as Quake meets Devil May Cry. Because you have a system in it that has style points. Exactly like Devil May Cry. You like switch between your weapons and stuff to get your style meter up faster. And you can punch the enemies and stuff. It's kind of really cool. But, um... Yeah, I only got to play with, like... I think it gave you free weapons, actually. You got, like, a minigun as well. Which was neat. It had some, like, neat tricks, like you, the pistol, you could flick a coin with it, and you could shoot the coin, and the bullet would ricochet off the coin and hit enemies. Oh, that's cool. But you have to be precise with it, so it was, like, the hardest ability to use, but it was fun. It was fun and very satisfying to get off. Yeah, that one was super cool. And then there was one more that I played um, by the name of Biomass, which... Was like it was like a two D Dark Souls in like a post apocalyptic like a futuristic post apocalyptic world. Sounds I say two D original. Yeah, it was. It wasn't as great as the other two, but uh, it was interesting to say the least. But, yeah, oh, this I'm, looks like like every um yeah every indie Metroidvania at the moment. Yeah, it was very. It was just a two D Dark Souls from what I, from what I played, and I don't know. It was it was okay for what it was, but. You know, it's not something I'd probably go out of my way to play again. Ultra Kill, on the other hand, though, I could play a lot of that. <laughs> that I don't, I don't want to rag on these guys because, like, I know they're uh, they're just like on it here, and I mean, I certainly couldn't come up with anything creative like this. But uh, the the banner that they've picked for the for the website for biomass, the image of it. It's like someone standing on the edge of a building overlooking a tower, and it looks exactly like the promotional image for Dead Cells. And the game looks exactly like Dead Cells, and it's just... So, don't do that. Yeah. Wow, a big... that really does look like Dead Cells. <laughs> I also realized that instead of what we've been playing, I put what we've been having <laughs> on the thing when I was typing <laughs> it, because I wasn't paying attention. <laughs> what we've been having just this like week... Just like discussing our lunch. <laughs> <laughs> But yeah, um, I don't know, it was, I think the point of it was there was this weird lighthouse, and that was the big tower thing, and uh, a bunch of weird drone things were going up to it. It was an interesting world, but I, you know, it didn't captivate me as much as the other two games, to say the least.
you know, but it's worth mentioning. Mm. But yeah, that's all I've really played this week. Um, I can't think if there's anything else. Arcage, which would, would you guys be surprised if I talked more about Arcage? Probably not. No. No. <laughs> but yeah, um, yeah. So who wants to talk about what they've been playing next? If anything new, anyone else been playing Arcage? <laughs> no. <laughs> no. Okay. Surprisingly. Oh well, you know. At least you own Arcade, so... It's true. Yeah, have you, have you heard of Arcade? <laughs> Let me tell you more. Spreading the word of the Lord. About our Lord and Saviour, Arcade. Well, I've... Uh, the only thing I've really been playing is I got the uh, Link's Awakening remake for the Switch. Because oh. I was feeling, feeling Zelda. Because I don't think I've discussed this on this podcast, actually, but I'm just like... I love Zelda. I think like I think we all love not, Zelda here. <laughs> you yeah, you, you definitely. I think you you appreciate my love for Zelda, but like I understand. Yeah, it's I think I think it's my favorite game series. Like I think individually, I don't think any of the games are in like my top five favorite games. But as a whole, I love the whole series, and I play Zelda all the time. And I've been waiting for an opportunity to play that Link's Awakening remake. I just wanted it to be a little bit cheaper because you know how Nintendo games are, and um, Amazon were selling it for like half of its RRP, so I snatched it up, and it's really good. I thought it was just going to be, um, I thought it was just going to be like the exact same game again, but with fancier graphics. But the they've made actually a surprising amount of changes to it. It's um. Most of it just makes the game easier, um, and it was already quite an easy game. But you know that's Nintendo. Mm. Uh, but they've really like they've really thought about how they can um, just. They've really thought about the quality of life improvements, and it's not just the basic stuff. Like all the reviews were talking about how now uh, you could you could have loads of uh, loads of like items assigned to all the different buttons on the Switch controller because on the original Game Boy you had two buttons. And you, so you could only assign your items oh, to yeah. A and B, okay. which meant meant that you had to. I don't know if, if you guys have ever played Link's Awakening. That's all. Yeah, that's uh, that's one of the few that I haven't played. Well, that okay, like Minish to... Cap, I haven't played. You really need to play Link's Awakening. It's honestly one of the best ones. Uh, <laughs> it's got like a weird Lynchian vibe, like Majora's Mask does. It's brilliant. Um, <laughs> but because there's only two buttons, uh, you know, you got A and B and the D-pad on a Game Boy, haven't you? So, yeah. um, so. You go into the, the menu and you have to assign an item to A and an item to B. Um, and because you can only have two but two items assigned at a time, there's no dedicated attack button. There's no dedicated block button. You just need to assign your sword to one button and your shield to another, which means when you need to use an item, you're going to have to get rid of your sword or your shield. You're going to have to unequip it to make space for an item. Okay, so, yeah. <laughs> yeah, it's a bit clunky, but, you know... The, there was two face buttons on the Game Boy that did what they had to do, I guess. And it's fixed now. Now, obviously, you've got a dedicated uh, block button and a dedicated, um, like, attack button. And then you've got two buttons to assign actual items to, like all the other Zeldas are. So that's a big improvement. And they all focus on that. But there's more to it than that. Like, they've they've added just nice little additions. Like, now you can sprint into trees. Uh, that have fruit on them, and the fruit like drops down. And okay, you can pick yeah. up the fruit and eat it for, like a half a heart off the fruit, um, which is like a nice touch. I like that. Little things that you can tell they've taken from Breath of the Wild, um, where, like they've massively improved the map because they've I added. Were, um, you could like I, you, I'm sure you can knock the farthest trees in other games, 
in the like oh, yeah, yeah. these other games i'm pretty sure i'm trying to think link to the past did, did link to the past do that i don't think it was think fruit like, specifically but it had moments where you had to use was it i think link to the past had some i don't think they had fruit um, no it didn't i think for... no you, you could do it in a green at a time as well um but i think that link's awakening remake actually got the idea from a link between worlds because i'm sure that has fruit you can knock down for a few hearts oh yeah that's um, one i've missed as well because i didn't have a free ds that's a good one that's fantastic, that game. Yeah. It's really good. I had, but, um, only had good things about it, so I need to play that at some point eventually. It's play. You, you need to get on all the handheld Zeldas you're missing out. Honestly, Link's Awakening, <laughs> I recommend everyone play it. Even if like you just play the original. If, like They are just... They are, it's so good. It's so good. It's, it's so weird as well, because I don't know how much you guys know about Link's Awakening, but it's the only... Um, it's the only Zelda game that wasn't directed by Aonuma. Um, because yeah. you know he was busy working on um, Ocarina of Time, uh, so so he just gave it to a side team to make uh, make a Zelda for the Game Boy, and because he wasn't watching over it, they just did whatever they wanted, and it's it's got it's got loads of Mario characters in it, Yoshi's in it. Uh, there's a oh, chain what? chomp in it that you can carry around. Like there's a chain chomp that that um like the first village you go to, there's a woman who owns a chain chomp, and it escapes at one point, and you like you manage to find it, and then you can just like take it around the map like chain chomp on a lead <laughs> it's great oh yeah it's pretty and, great like, there's, there's like a yoshi reference um and it went there's like a little yoshi doll and you get it from like a crane game in, in, a, in like a mini game and it says uh oh it's yoshi he's popping up everywhere these days because this was like around the time where yoshi was getting all of his own games yeah <laughs> like, yoshi was more popular than mario at that point in time it's uh it's so weird um in the dungeons, when you go down a set of stairs, uh, the there's no multi-level dungeons like there are in Link, in Link to the Past, because that's the limitation mm. of the Game Boy, I suppose. Every dungeon's on one level, like it was in Zelda 1. But there are flights of stairs, and when you go down the stairs, you go into a side-scrolling section. Yeah. <laughs> where you have to do platforming as Link. And there's Goombas down there. It's, not it's, just, it's so weird. And like it's like off-brand goombas as well that don't quite look right. Like the okay, eyebrows yeah. just look really weird. I think the, hearing about those like two D parts of it like kind of threw threw me off when I was thinking about playing the game at one point. I was like, this looks a bit too weird. But I do you mean, know, do you know what? They're, 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 they're tiny. They're like thirty seconds long. Those two two D sections. Mm. They're basically just tunnels to get you from one staircase to another. But they've decided to make those tunnels side scrolling two D sections. It's very weird. <laughs> it's kind of bizarre. But yeah, you got to play it. It's fantastic. I can't believe you guys haven't, actually, especially you, Zan, because it's considered one of the best Zelda games. I think after um, I feel like a I just... of time and Link to the Past, it's considered the best. I've actually not heard that. I um, I don't know. I guess I need to play it at some point. But I, uh, Link to the Past is probably my favorite Zelda game, if I had to pick a favorite, so... It See, probably would it be is, right up my alley. Really like. Yeah. Yeah, you would. Because it's 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 the next game after Link to the Past, you know, and it's it's hobbled a little bit by some of the limitations of the Game Boy, but at the same time, it's it base it's the sequel to Link to the Past, and it improves on Link to the Past in a lot of ways. You definitely got to play it. I'll I'll do it. give it a go. Then that's going on, it'll go on the list. Yeah. Been playing anything else interesting then, or has it just been a lot of Link's Awakening? I think it was, yeah, mostly just that and a bit Ben of Paradise, but we spoke about that last week when I bought yeah. Um And yeah, put a little bit of Breath of the Wild while I was waiting for Link's Awakening to arrive. <laughs> what a quality game that is. It's great, you can just dip into that and you can just pick a random direction and just walk and see what you find. And yeah. it kills like 10, 20 minutes. It's great. 
Like it could be an epic the... adventure, or you can just dip in. It's yeah, so like well the new designed. Switch games of like Mario Odyssey and I think Breath of the Wild do it really well, where it, you can just go on for like ten minutes and have like one little objective, like I'll just get this one star or do this one dungeon or something, and you can just hop off and feel satisfied. It's got like yeah. a instant gratification to it, which is very nice. It's just very well done. Yeah, perfectly designed for a portable console. Yeah. Nintendo's always been good at that. The, the, a lot of DS games were the same. Yeah, I uh, played a lot of DS games as well. I listen. Oh, yeah. A lot of Castlevania on the DS. <laughs> you guys know that. 100% oh, at all those games. Know them like I the back we of my all, hand. We were all hooked on uh, Dawn of Sorrow at some point or another. All three of us. I don't get, did either of you play Julius mode in that either? No, I, well, I didn't. So. I never finished it. No, um, Listen, I, I bought it physically not long ago, and I need to play it. All right, like I, I feel like I've got to spoil it just slightly, but like, I mean, I feel like you guys probably know, but the boss at the end of Julius mode is Sama. It's it's great because he becomes Dracula. Oh, cool. So you have I to fight him. That, yeah. it's, it's 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 listen, it's a great game. Okay, I, I don't That's care about cool. the whole stylus thing everyone complains about listen you know what just deal with it okay get used to it i can draw those seals. things in my mind yeah i can draw them in my mind i'm like you know, you know what? i got i got that down hot take it's better than symphony of the night sorry it's true oh it's just true oh <laughs> you're gonna upset some people i do love dawn i need to play it you're making me want to play it now <laughs> you can hear the music in your head. I know. I can hear music. Yeah. It's great. It's gonna be great for like <laughs> Just everyone watching has no idea what we're doing. <laughs> Tuning in for an acapella. Castlevania acapella. Oh we should we should do a Lost Village acapella, it'd be great. <laughs> <laughs> I just always remember jumping down on the van and the snow falls off and I just found yeah. it so satisfying to just keep oh. jumping on the van yeah. yeah I have so many fond memories of playing those games for whatever reason but even um, I remember Portrait of Ruin as well I remember specifically when I beat Dracula in that game because it was it was New Year's Eve and it was very close to midnight and I was like I'm taking you out before the new year, Dracula. Okay? You may have knocked me down, but I'm getting back up. I remember beating him with a few minutes left. And I was like... It, it just felt so good. Is is Portrait of Ruin the... Uh, the Jonathan Charlotte! Jonathan yeah. Charlotte! Yeah. That one. Yeah. <laughs> it's a great game. <laughs> that, that is actually really... I didn't like that the first time I played it, but uh, it grew on me, you know? Now I actually really like it. Played for it a few times. Yeah, that. I think it was because everyone was in portraits. Switching. I think everyone yeah, being in portraits as well threw me off. Yeah, yeah. But no, it was, it was a fun game. The, the thing about Portraits of Ruin is it 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 just takes all of the sprites from um from Dawn of Sorrow, doesn't it? So I think because they didn't have to do any work on the graphics or the design, they could just focus on the gameplay. So I do it does feel a little bit tighter than Dawn of Sorrow in places. Yeah, it definitely does in places, but it was... It, it's... They're all great games. Just go play all the DS Castlevanias, the greats. It doesn't matter what people say. Listen, you know what? I agree. You know what, Dawn of Sorrow? Better than Symphony of the Nights. Come at me. Come at oh. me, Castlevania fandom. <laughs> it's so true, though. Because it, it just... It basically is Symphony of the Nights, but 
with just, like it, 10 years of improvements on top. Yeah, it just imp- improves upon everything. Listen, you know what? Castlevania, come at me. I'll seal you all the way. <laughs> you know? <laughs> now, I'm pretty sure it was like you'd, you'd do like a full circle then you'd be like, come down there, there, there. It, it was something like that. Listen, I remember the... Listen, if I was given the last boss, I could do the whole seal, I'm sure. I wouldn't, wouldn't even have to think about it. What's uh, Araya of Sorrow like? Is it just like slightly not as good as Dawn of Sorrow? Uh, Araya of Sorrow is really good as well. Uh, graphically and stuff, it's not as great. I, actually, some people prefer it because it's less anime and more. It's got more of the gothic look to it. But um, I don't know. I uh, it's it's still really good. Um, I don't know. I feel like Dawn of Sorrow just improves upon it, though, in my opinion. How did we get yeah. here? I don't know. We were, we, what I were we talking about? <laughs> we were talking about what we've been playing. We've not played Castlevania you, this week. How Nintendo knows how to make portable games work. In a <laughs> way. And I how somehow brought it around to Castlevania. Castlevania. <laughs> how do we do that? I don't know. Oh, uh, do you know what? Though Link's Awakening's good, but it's not Castlevania. <laughs> uh, it doesn't As you can tell, games. I'm a big fan oh, well, of Zelda and actually. Castlevania. Oh, hang on. Whoa, whoa, whoa. Back up, back up, back up. Zelda's music's better than Castlevania's. Oh, okay. Uh... <laughs> I will fight you both to the Bring death. Out the wizard oh, no. lab. Okay. It's it's a tough one because they both have some really good songs. Mm, I don't know. What's we more memorable? That's like a wind chime every now and then. Oh, I, why do modern games have no music? I'm not even going to go on that rant because I will be here all day. But like modern games just. They can't do music anymore. And wanna, oh. if you want to pad the show, okay, you can make that your topic. <laughs> it just hurts. Sorry for the topic. It'll just be me ranting. I think it's it's not even like it doesn't have a lot of modern games that have music. They have like overproduced like orchestras that play for it, so it it's not as memorable as uh you know old older games because you know you everyone remembers like Soraya's song, everyone remembers Song of Storms. I it's mean, that, there's no catchy melodies anymore. That's yeah. the, that's the, the crux of it. Because now it's just all duh. <laughs> duh. <laughs> it's true, but it is. I'm missing out. But, I mean, were you playing anything else this week then? <laughs> or should we talk more about Castlevania? Because <laughs> I could talk about Castlevania all podcast. I genuinely didn't play anything else. Okay. What about yourself, Ziff? I mean, got uh... to you, yeah. Well, it's not very interesting because I've basically not played anything else apart from Paradox games still. Uh, Big nerd. EU4, taking over the world of Spain, it's gone well, and that's kind of all I've been doing, to be honest. That and CK2, as you know. With your boys? Uh, yep. <laughs> yeah. Uh, I do I do want to play the Switch a bit more, and now I really want to play Castlevania. <laughs> <laughs> um, other than that, I plan to get back to FF14. But I haven't actually played it in like a month. But I would like to get back on that. That's an MMO. Uh, that's, I mean, it is. It's not arcade. I'm sorry to tell you. Um, no, it's not. I don't know. You should get back on arcade, Ziff. Have you heard about our I Lord and Savior? Uh, Listen, there's a great event on right now. You get these mythic crates. They have mythic Karam infusions that are like six thousand one hundred XP each. Listen, the crates you should get on. Can't. The game hurts me physically to play. <laughs> can't do it. There's too much pain in that game for me now, so it's a bad memory. But uh, yeah, I that's, got what that's happened. Much it. 
don't know, Tef. It's a dark place. Okay. Why did Dark Age touch you? <laughs> <laughs> Show us on the doll where you were ganked. <laughs> uh, and I just, I just want more people to play Arcage with me, guys. You know, I'm all alone, all alone playing Arcage. Uh, you've got a whole Discord of people who play it with you. I just, I, I see so that long. half of them are like, "What's an Arcage?" <laughs> Including me. <laughs> yeah, I mean, to be fair, we've got some people from the Arcage community coming on over now from YouTube, which is cool. Most of the East, though. Well, I mean. Actually, yeah, it's surprising that I have a lot of East players that watch me. But yeah, it'd be cool to get more people in. I want to I wanna do events and stuff in Arcage. But that's not what Zip's been playing this week. Convert them all. I mean, I'm trying. I'm trying to convert you all now. Zip's over here being like, oh, Arcage, the pain. <laughs> I've just got no interest in PvP-focused games, really. Listen, it's not, it's, it's, I mean, it's, there's PvP in there, but you can get a house, you can decorate, listen, there's so much more to it, okay? Run I forgot to decorate a house, I'd play Animal Crossing, mate. <laughs> Arcade enslaves you more than Tom Nook does, and that's saying something. Oh. <laughs> hey, you know what? I'm fine with being a slave to Arcade, okay? I can Tom that. Nook's got you by the balls. Well, Tom, I mean, Tom Nook runs Arcage. <laughs> Korean Tom Nook. I mean, I'm actually supposed. I'm supposed. I was thinking of working on a video for the video contest that they're doing right now. There's another one they've put out. So I'm like, I probably should get involved. I also, I actually got a a DM from the Arcage team today as well, being like, "Hey, what? we've got a contest on right now. Remember, remember that video contest you're in." So I feel like no one's entered it or something. <laughs> so I'm like, hey, maybe I should just actually do it, but I've got a really good idea for it because um, they want they want it to be a music video so I was like I could do my arcade character going down towards the garden area I don't know if you either I mean I say Ivy I mean Ziff I don't know if you've seen like where the entrance is because I know Tess not gonna I've have a clue a but yeah I was thinking I'll have my arcade character like dance down the stairs towards there and what I can do is I'll do it similar to Guardians of the Galaxy do you know the when he first, like, when he turns on the music, I'm thinking I would just do that and I'll have my character, like, plug in AirPods or something. <laughs> For the video's gonna get taken down. <laughs> Listen, I just, you know, I've got ideas for it that I might do. But yeah, uh, I guess that's all we've been playing this week then. Yeah, pretty much. It's actually, I can think, the perfect dance that you'd use as well for the beginning of that. Yeah. <laughs> Don't worry, I know I know oh. exactly what dance you do, you mean. The one where he's like swaying yeah. side to swide. Yeah, like skipping left <laughs> you to swide. Like, yeah, swide to swide. Swide to swide. Did I say swide to swide? You did. I'm sure I said side to side. That's fine. You said swide to swide. Listen, I clip it. <laughs> not on the podcast. I'm breaking the fourth wall. I'm doing it. You don't. Jack's not there on the podcast. Okay. <laughs> They're a part of the show. <laughs> but yeah. Right, um, why don't we discuss what all three of us have been playing? Together. What do you mean? What's... We already spoke about Crusader Kings. Game. We already spoke about Crusader Kings, though. Yeah, but you went to her, we were playing. Do you know what? Do doesn't want... matter. Go on. Talk about want... Go on. Go on. Do we want to Go talk on. about it more? No, no, no. no, no, no that's, that's fine. fine. No, that's fine. Mutants... fine. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Brilliant. <laughs> Oh, so you haven't muted yourself then? 
I muted myself on stream. I've, I'm unmuted now. Oh, oh God. Go on, go on. Teff, tell, us all, and... tell us all about Crusader Kings. No, 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 I'll sit back. I don't even know what I want to say about Crusader Kings, to be honest. I just wanted to wind you up. No, no, no. <laughs> You're the host of the show now, Teff. Okay. Okay, Teff. <laughs> You're the host now. Yep. You want to take over? Um, That's fine. My face got really... I will. I will. I mean, I, I'm written into your will anyway. I'm taking over this channel when you die. When you die. Which may or may not be on the 28th of August. Oh, thank God. I got something to look forward to. <laughs> I knew you were going to do that. Thank you. Thank you so much. Great minds. So, yeah, uh, my face was deformed. Did we say the king? I wanted to say. So, Arcage. Yeah, Arcage. Uh, yeah, so I mean, I, I'm also running a cult in, in a. <laughs> I almost said Archage and Crusader Kings. <laughs> I'd love to run a cult in Archage. You be are running a cult. Listen. You are basically are. Guys, I just joined my cult. Please send me gold. Um, <laughs> just gold for the cult for the for the dark ones, otherwise known as my bank account. <laughs> but yeah, um, the Swide cult. <laughs> but yeah, um, speak to chat. I'm not speaking the chat, I was just talking normally. Mm, okay. I definitely didn't look over a chat. It's okay. You know what? Let's move on to the news. <laughs> I don't know what we've been doing. <laughs> Alright. So that was what we've been playing this week. That was a good thirty five minutes. We might have managed to pad out. <laughs> so this week in uh in gaming news. Horizon Zero Dawn's actually got a release date for PC, which is cool to see. And you know what's hey. even cooler? You can get a, for, you know, a cheaper price, or you could if you were to use a VPN. And I believe it was Mexico. People were getting it for a cheaper price, but uh, Sony then hiked up the price because so many people were using VPNs to buy the game for cheap. <laughs> it was Argentinian pesos. Or was it? Okay. <laughs> so that was. A really funny story to see. I mean, funny for us, not funny for the people who live in Argentina. No, who no. are suffering in poverty and now have to pay way more for their game. Yeah, that actually does suck now that you mention it. Now that I think about it a bit more. <laughs> but yeah, I yeah, mean. The, uh, the article that you sent out was actually kind of depressing to read because it's basically talking about how the first world has screwed over the third world with this. It's kind of sad, yeah. really. Yeah, I didn't. I didn't read the article. I'll be honest. I uh, I read it. I I, oh. listen, I heard about it from other sources, and I was like, I know the details. Okay. But yeah, I mean, it does kind of suck. I don't know if there's a way they could even prevent that, which is the the issue. Mm. Like, I don't. I don't know how you can get around people using VPNs to do stuff like that. But I don't. I've not heard this issue before with other games, but maybe I've just not really followed. Stories like this I before, was about that. which is interesting. I don't know why it's only become an issue now. I guess VPNs are more prevalent. Yeah, maybe. It, it, it's funny. I, th I think it was only today, actually, that I stumbled across someone mentioning the fact that you can use a VPN to buy things on Steam, um, and it'll just convert it to whatever price is in that area. It still attaches to your account because your Steam account isn't tied to a region, like your, like say, your Xbox account is oh. or your PSN account. So, um, apparently you can just do that, and I think people have only just recently become aware of that somehow. Maybe it is just because these days everybody's got a VPN. Yeah, because, you know, well, 
you know, we are sponsored by NordVPN now, but um, everyone seems to have a VPN sponsor nowadays as well. Everyone knows about the big VPNs like NordVPN, uh, the other VPN that I forgot the name of. <laughs> Express. <laughs> Express VPN, that's the one. But yeah. Definitely a lot more known of these days. They're all over the place at this point, so I guess, I guess that's why these stories are, you know, cropping up more. I guess the only main thing that could be done is Steam would start region binding accounts. I don't know yeah. if they'd even do that. It's that, or you just um, put a, a blanket ban on anyone who's connecting from a VPN server. Mm. I guess so. But then, you know, that screws over a lot of people who be using VPNs for legit reasons. So Yeah, yeah it's, it's a hard thing to deal with. I mean, I guess they could just region lock accounts and then if you really have to change regions, because, you know, maybe you're moving to a different part of the world, you uh, you have to go through and, like, fill out an application or something to get your account, you know, moved over. I feel like that's the only way they could really do it. It's obviously going to upset a lot of people. Because it's like, now I can't get my games for cheaper from from Brazil or wherever, wherever you, Argentina, wherever you're getting them from. Just imagine... Imagine being a PC gamer and complaining that the games on Steam are too expensive. <laughs> Get yeah. a Switch, then you'll know true pain. Yeah. Actually, I th- now you mention it, sorry, as if I just cut you off there, but I uh, I saw an article mentioning how they want to start increasing the price of uh, games as well with the next generation. Which, uh, I think I saw that. Yeah, I didn't put really? that in here. But yeah, it's interesting because... Like, people think they're, they're paying a lot now. I mean, to be mm. fair, back in the day, it was even more expensive to get games. Like, it's kind of cheap now compared to what it used to be. Another yeah, thing it's a lot cheaper because it's never adjusted for inflation, has it? That's yeah. the thing. It's always been the same price, but it's never adjusted for inflation. Um, my problem with that is I'm not paying, say... £70 instead of £50 to get a game that's going to be loaded with microtransactions to take more money off me. I want yeah. a complete experience if I'm going to pay that amount of money. Which I know I've said this before in the podcast, but that's why I support Nintendo so much, because you know you're getting a complete package with them. And they'll only sell you proper full-size expansions as DLC. You're never going to get microtransactions in a Nintendo game. Yeah, I mean, I was talking about like how they will like even afford to make games in the next generation as well with how ridiculous games are getting and how big these projects are going to get. And we're back. Okay, there we go. I don't know what happened there. We were having some weird internet issues, but we should be good now. So... We are alive. Where were we? We were talking about... Uh... Oh, you know, Americans coming and stealing pesos from everyone, right? From failed world countries. (laughs) All right. Those damn Yankees stealing from failed world countries again. Oh, and uh, them looking at like taking the price up on next generation, uh, next gen games, right? That was something we were talking about. Yeah, better not do that. Um... Yeah, I mean, Nintendo games are so expensive as it is, and for some reason, their online store is more expensive than physical. I don't know why that is, and it annoys me. Yeah, I I find it odd when digital is more expensive than physical. I feel like surely being able to put out digital means you can make it cheaper. Yeah. Yeah. Oh, that was one thing uh, that you missed in the news, actually. Um, Nintendo uh, took down the. You could buy things for, from the. You could buy, like, digital downloads for the eShop from Amazon. And I believe they took that oh. down 
this week. Um, so now, like, you have to buy from the eShop. And I think, basically, you know, they're slowly pushing towards you having to buy into their ecosystem on the eShop, which, like like you said, is far more expensive. Because um, it, it comes coming back to Link's Awakening, I was waiting for that to not be £50, because that's the RRP. And yeah. eventually, I ordered it physically from amazon because amazon was selling it for 35 pound physical but then if you go on the amazon page and you know you get to there's like tabs and that you can click digital or physical when you're on the yeah. page for the game and if it, if it went on physical it was 35 pounds if it went on digital which at this point i could still get a download code for the eShop, um but because the eShop prices are fixed it was 50 pound <laughs> it's just ridiculous yeah. and they obviously slowly want to get rid of digital games so that they can sell you um, so you get rid of the physical games so they can sell you digital ones at full price all the time no sales because it's Nintendo but I love it when they send you a physical yeah I love it when they send you a physical copy and then it's just the code inside that's always my favourite when you get a game that does that I ask so much <laughs> but I mean yeah yeah. I think I was also talking about how um, like I was saying how the cost of like surely the cost of making next generation games is gonna go up as well so mm. Yeah, I mean, w- with the price going up, surely that means we could come away from stuff like microtransactions and loot boxes and stuff like that. Loot boxes will get into it. <laughs> well, but, uh, but, yeah. Well, it doesn't work like that, though, does it? <laughs> no, unfortunately, it doesn't. But mm. that's what where we'd like it to go. But uh, I mean, some of our oh. hopes might come through. I think I think I'm okay now. I think. Mm, I mean. In order to like segue into uh, another one of our news items, actually, because that's a brilliant place to do it, um, they might have to raise the prices of games if countries start banning loot boxes. Because I know some have already done it, and now what country would our do own that? United Kingdom is a uh, is considering it. <laughs> <laughs> but yeah. So, uh, I mean, the House of Lords have been calling for an immediate classification of loot boxes as gambling. This has been an ongoing thing for a while now. They've been looking at it. I think the uh, House of Commons, like, did a paper on it at one point. And then I remember they brought... Remember when they brought in... Was it EA? EA, surprise mechanics. Does everyone remember that? Oh, yeah. Oh, God. So this has been a thing that's been going on for a while. And uh, I think a lot of people have been advocating for loot boxes to to be gone. Because, I mean, does anyone want to play Devil's Advocate here? Does anyone like loot boxes? God, no. No. (laughs) (laughs) Alright, well, I mean, for the people that don't understand the problem with loot boxes, it's more so that it does, like, it, you know, for one, it's awful. But also, it, like, feeds, it does feed people's, like, gambling addictions. And it is, it is gambling. It has that same hit that you get from winning and gambling when you open a loot box and you get something that you want, which is the issue with it. Cause it's not even like, I don't know, certain games, like I guess uh, I'm trying to think CSGO, for example, where it's crates, you open them, you get a gun. You can even sell those guns on the marketplace. It's not even simulated gambling at that point. It's actual gambling. Mm. So that's, yeah, definitely. that's the big issue with it. And I think that's why, it's become something that countries have looked into banning and getting rid of. So we'll see how they go about um, regulating loot boxes in the UK because that will be an interesting 
case study for the rest of the world, I imagine. I know a yeah. couple of other European countries have already made steps. Um, haven't they? Sweden? And banned loot boxes. I think Sweden banned them, didn't they? Belgium, yes, Belgium. Yeah, that's Belgium. Because now every, all the big publishers have to alter their games to be sold in Belgium. Um, and I think if enough European countries do it, then they'll just stop doing it entirely because it won't be worth the trouble. In Europe. And I think in America, they'll be like, too, we, can still, we can still get away with this. Yeah, yeah. But but Europe's such a huge market, then it'll... Yeah, I don't know how effective it'll be if it's just America. Maybe it might end up where we... we um, in Europe, we might stop getting games, which is which would be terrifying. But uh, I, I think about America is some yeah. EA will just lobby for it in America, won't they? That's the problem. If if someone starts trying to shut down loot boxes, EA will just feed the American government a lot of money because that's how it works over there. Uh, so it's gonna be a lot harder to to crack down on over there. But uh, Europe's already making a lot of good good steps forward, at least. I mean, if any normal loses FIFA, so I'm okay with that. <laughs> True, yeah. No, no more ultimate packs. I always thought that was super shady back in the day, but it's very shady. God, mm. people were super into those. Like, uh, yeah. I don't know, back back in sixth form, I remember people just were super into it. Back in the school, I don't know, like it was a big thing for people that it's age. Still huge. Yeah, I, I don't know anyone that plays those games anymore, but back then I did, and they were all like, they were all about getting their. Uh, Gold and platinum. I don't know what's Messi's. What, what's a football player? <laughs> market. There's a there's a lot of kids that'll just like uh, I've seen articles where they're just like max credit cards on it and stuff. It's just like it's, it's scary. And um, EA's all over it. All their sports games are just gambling markets. Especially NFL in America is insane. Mm. Um, that makes loads of money off it because they've yeah. got similar transactions with that. And that I'll say, um... do. oh no, because <laughs> their whole business is based on being a casino. They'll go back to just being a casino again. That's all they are, anyway. And yeah. they're pachinko. Like they, they're exploiting that loophole in Japanese law. I don't think they care about any other country to be fair. So they'll be, probably be okay. If mm. FIFA are probably uh, quaking in their boots right now. Um, yeah. But can I just raise one one argument, um, which I've seen okay. online, and I want to stamp it out because I just I don't I completely disagree with it. Um. People are saying, it's how is it any different from trading card games? How is it any different from Magic the Gathering? Okay, where yeah, I've you're seen essentially this one as well. for a loot box. To me, I, I don't understand that because people are saying, it's, oh, it's it's the same as as um as those card games, so you should just treat it like card games. No, what, we should be regulating those card games too. <laughs> like, you're looking at it the wrong way. Those card games are just as bad. They're just as predatory. It's it's just um, they they've never seemed as important as this because st- something like Yu-Gi-Oh or Magic the Gathering, even at their heights, have never been as popular as something like um, FIFA Ultimate Team or the V Bucks and the Battle Passes in um, in Fortnite. You know. Yeah, so. I'll, I'll raise one point with that as well. Though there is the difference between that as well as loot boxes are digital. These cards are physical items that you own and you get to keep. You, the, like, the digital items that you get in video games, they belong to the company. You don't own them. When they shut that game down, they're gone forever. These physical cards you, you do have and you could resell them, and a lot of them do go up in value over the years. I assumed you were talking about digital trading card games, to be honest. Oh, no, no. I, I meant, like, um, I mean, obviously, stuff like Hearthstone counts, but um, when people raise the arguments, they're usually talking about Magic the Gathering. Yeah. Oh, right. Okay. Yeah. But, yeah. With physical card, I think with physical cards, you can you can act, you could compare that to 
um, I don't know. I, I guess stocks in a way you could kind of look at it like price the price of the value of a card goes up and down over time mm-hmm. and like you'll see like I think right now a big thing is sports cards sports cards sell for a lot they're a really good thing to buy and they're going up in price right now and Pokemon cards have actually took off recently as well so that's certain obviously it's not it still has the issues that loot boxes has have in that regard but it does also have the physical element where you can't resell them so that's fair I don't think it's as bad but it definitely does have the same sort of philosophy behind it but then on the other hand, um, as you said yourself earlier, and it's raised in uh, what the House of Lords have said, um, in a way, when you can trade what's given to you in one of these loot boxes, then that makes it worse because you can potentially trade that for real life money. And then yeah. it essentially is really gambling because you can make money on it. Um, so I, I see what you're saying, but there is uh, equal opposing arguments really to that. Oh, so yeah. I see it's, that. It's, I think with physical cards this might just be me but a lot of kids get these and the it's not you don't think of the real value as a, as, as a kid so mm. but with i think with a lot of uh, like csgo especially stuff like that you know there's a value equivalent to that that you can trade on the steam marketplace because that's heavily pushed these csgo gambling sites were a massive thing we had all the issues with that but um mm. but yeah i do understand the argument that physical card games also have that issue the thing is you could also buy a specific like card if you want to buy a card you can go out and get that specific card unlike a loot box where it's like you got to keep going until you get that one card you want yeah i mean like like i said though the fact that it's also a problem with card games doesn't make this any less of a real problem with gaming oh no i think it just minimize it in any way no it it doesn't mean that it's okay it means that we should be trying to regulate the card games more too really so yeah, it's. I think it's a valid point. It's just, it's just I, I know it's, it's, it's. I know it's quite anecdotal, but I have worked in a bank, and I've seen what happens when kids who don't, because they're, they're preying on kids who don't understand money yet, primarily, aren't they? That's the problem. Mm. And when you, when you do get these kids who max out uh, their parents' credit cards, I've seen it happen. I've seen it happen with Ultimate Team and with V Bucks. Um, they're obviously the uh, most popular loot boxes out there, or loot box systems. Uh, so that something's got to be done about that because it's evil and it's it's marketing towards children which is actually already illegal in the uk and they're just making it colorful here they're making it colorful and appealing to all the kids look look at these colorful guns you can get look at how colorful the loot box is when you you can play as deadpool wow (laughs) wow kids but yeah i mean it does it definitely does do that i think that's a real a big issue with a lot of marketing gaming like mobile games especially have very much market to children they try and like the mobile market is the worst for it if we had to talk about anywhere because that mm. that's been the wild west for years and it still mobile continues to be is terrible it's a really dodgy yeah. environment but yeah i mean I, I definitely see the point with with card games though i can i can agree on that i think it's good that we're seeing this happen though you know hopefully we'll see you know, more countries look into this and hopefully, you know, the UK especially will set a precedent for this for other countries to look at. You know, if America looks into this, that would be really cool. I don't see that happening anytime soon, but, you know, know. you never know. I'm I'm honestly surprised that we're looking at it as closely as we are. That, That shocks me. But if we're doing it, I'm very hopeful. I mean, I feel like over here, we're, we're, 
we look into regulating gambling a lot more than other, I don't know. Oh yeah, we're, no, we're good yeah. with gambling, um, but the House of Lords tends to be pretty awful with technology, so I'm amazed that the House of Lords are so on the ball. Yeah, I mean, every government here. is just a bunch of old people, so... Yeah, but especially the House of Lords, it's by definition people who've retired from being actual politicians, so they're all about 70. <laughs> but yeah, um, so, yeah, I think that's all we can really say on that. It's really good to see, and hopefully we'll see more of it in the industry. And uh, bye-bye Ultimate Team. You will not be missed. Hey. <laughs> but yeah, uh, shall we go on to talking about Discord and what it's doing then? That is the next one on oh, the yeah. list. Because this is a point of contention between us, isn't it? We had a quick chat about this earlier today, and I think we've, well, we're all of... disagreeing on this a little bit. Well, where's your wheel? Sith. Yeah. <laughs> go on, you, two, you two argue out. I'll focus the cameras on you two. <laughs> Pull it both up. <laughs> Have some like electricity going in between the boxes. <laughs> New challenger approaches. Well, I just think I've I've always said it, it's blow my mind that they didn't do this years ago. It just seems like such a logical thing to do because Discord. Loads of people use Discord now anyway. It's not just for gaming anymore. It hasn't been for a long time, but. It just Discord just does exactly what Slack does, but it's so much better than Slack. Slack is horrible. They, they, it's monetized dreadfully. Where they want you to pay a subscription to have a, a server which has got more than like a couple of crappy little channels, and uh, it's just. I don't know why you use that when Discord's there, and you can use all the server um, features, well, almost all the server features without paying for the subscription. Um, it just it just makes sense. Yeah, to my knowledge, from from what I've read about it, all they're looking at doing is moving away from some of the quirky gaming stuff and, you know, yeah. appealing more to boomers. <laughs> that's a, that's actually all they need to do, though, because yeah. the technology's already there, isn't it? Like I, like I said when we were discussing this before the podcast, I said that just fork it, make a separate version for boomers, take the Twitch emojis yeah. out, and you've got a perfect replacement for Slack. Because I've not used Slack in a few years, to be fair. It might have improved now. But um, I remember it used, it, it used to have an app, which was literally just a wrapper for the website. And the website wasn't even particularly good. It was just, why would you use that when, when Discord has a brilliant app? Yeah, for I think, desktop and for mobile. I think definitely maybe separating it out and being like, has Discord for businesses and has Discord for gaming. Because what mm. Discord, have they've liked they've been looking into a lot of like public channels and stuff they've wanted more public discords so you can go f i don't know if any of you have ever tried to search through public discords and you know there's ones you can just join that are open to everyone oh yeah they've been pushing that recently actually yeah keep getting so, banners along the top of the the app about it that's something that they i think they really want to look into and they want to make this more like a place where you can connect with a lot of people and join a lot of other groups but um yeah I feel like if they did separate that out, they'd have, in the gaming version, you know, you could have gaming public groups, and then in the business one, you could have, I feel like it would be a lot of market people in the business one. I feel like the weird thing is with Discord is a lot of people don't use it as a public channel. You know, it's either for a specific group of people, in like a guild, or an influencer, Ugh, that word, but I, I couldn't think of another way to summarize everyone, but stuff like that or it's like a friend group thing i think they could definitely push into public group stuff but th they would need to separate it out if they want to appeal to businesses as well uh, and then as well as gamers as well you know have them on separate things 
I know, Ziff, what are, you, what, are you, what are your thoughts on it? Yeah, I think that's a good point, separating it out. I quite like that idea because I just feel like if they are thinking more on a business side of things, I am just worried that it won't just be marketing and they may start changing the interface a bit too much and they may start changing, sort of stripping away a bit too much of the original roots of it. Um, but if it was split, I'd like that a lot more. I think that would make a lot more sense. What do you mean um, by like the roots of it? Like, What's like the big concern with them taking stuff away? Like, What stuff are you, do you feel like they'll take away? Well, I don't know. I can't really think too specifically, but I just don't want them to make it just sort of just strip away all of its gaming roots. I mean, even just when you boot it, it's got like a bunch of reticulating uh, spines and stuff yeah. like that. Yeah, benching the Kench, unbenching the Kench and stuff like that. I don't know. It's just little things like that. And I think, you know, they've been working on all the screen sharing and all sorts to do with um, gaming. And I mean, I can still all, all be there. Um, I just, I don't know. I'm just, we'll have to see what happens. I'm just worried if it'll change a little bit too much. Um, but I can only really wait and see what's actually going to happen to it. Yeah, I mean... Wait, I, I see it. Go on, Taff. I'll let you take. Sorry, sorry I was just going to rant about... Uh, <laughs> just going to rant about how... In, well, in my work, uh, at the minute, we're using Skype for this sort of thing. Oh, and I know. it's dreadful. And the way I see it, if we just got a Discord going for all the working from home stuff, it would be so much better. Skype, you can't even have a group chat going in Skype. You can't have a consistent group chat. You can start a chat and add people in to that chat like individually and then it sort of becomes a group chat uh for like one day but then once everyone logs off at the end of that day next day that group chat's not there and you've got to you've got to do it all again Skype is <laughs> that dreadful. is such basic functionality like you should just come in and be like listen guys here's discord this is what we're using now and then they, they i don't know once you teach them all they'll be like whoa this guy's this guy's a genius <laughs> let's <laughs> let's give give him a promotion have a promotion yeah. <laughs> Honestly, it just it would make working from home um so much better, which is why I think they've made the right decision to jump on it right now. And sorry, anyway, Zan, you were gonna say something. Yeah, I mean it's all about Zoom or whatever with the with the kids now, and I say the kids, the businesses and the kids and whatever they're all into Zoom. Zoom, I don't know what it's called. I've never used it. I have no idea Zoom. what that's like. Yeah, I do what is it called? This. I mean, I think the Zoom, even though it's only been around for like three months, it's already got a lot of bad rep. It's <laughs> It's been caught doing some shady things, apparently. So I don't know too much no. myself because I haven't used it. But um, yeah, if you don't know what Zoom is, it basically appeared as soon as the lockdown happened, and it was just—it's just because it was a video calling app, and um, I think you could—it was an easy way to do group video calls because a lot of services don't like you doing group video calls, do they? Uh, so mm -hmm. it's usually like restricted behind a paywall or something like that. But Zoom was like an Skype. easy way to do it, exactly like Skype. I think I don't. I think Facebook Messenger. I don't think that allows group video calls. I'm not certain. Um, might have changed that now, but I know in the like only a few years ago, it used to be always locked behind a paywall. And I think even on Discord, until very recently, it was locked behind a paywall. Um, uh, I don't remember actually. I, I know it's uh, definitely a more recent thing. Mm. But I don't know. I think I think on Discord up until very recently, it was a um, on it's servers you had to have Nitro in order to have a video. Oh, okay, so chat no, no, they channel. never. In the servers, they never actually used to have video chat until recently. It wasn't there wasn't even an option for it, so that's a very recent implementation. It's had okay, video calls right. for a few years. I don't know how long because I never really used to use video chat a lot. Mm. But 
I know it's had video chat for a few years at least. I don't know what I'm thinking of, but um, yeah, I, I mean, one-on-one -on -one video chat's one thing. It's it's when you get into big groups, and it was an easy way to connect all your families together, apparently. And it had some silly filters, which always helps. Hmm. It's literally come out of nowhere and exploded during the it lockdown. It was just very well it's... marketed. It came out. It, they they brought it out at the right time, marketed it really well, and then all businesses and uh, schools and stuff started jumping on it. So yeah, yeah. It was. A I, very I think it's good for schools too. I think it's got some tools built in that help with that. I think. Okay. Yeah. I. I don't know any of the details. I just know. Again, it was one of those things that sort of came out of nowhere, and then everyone was using it. But yeah, mm. uh, I forgot what the initial point was that we were making. <laughs> I'll be honest. Just discussing <laughs> it's uh, it's changing direction. Discord. Yeah, I I don't see Discord stripping stuff away. If any, and I think this will just add to it, and it'll make it easier for you know other people to get into, and hopefully, it'll mean good things for Discord. Hopefully, Discord will you know turn a turn a profit <laughs> off yeah, it. I've just realised. Um, I don't know if you guys saw this. I think I spoke to you about it, Zan, when I um, when I first got it a few weeks ago. Uh, Discord started putting a banner along the top of the app when you logged in, saying, um, "If you're in, if you're like, you know, for lockdown groups, if you're in a book club, why don't you set up a Discord and continue with going in a lockdown using Discord?" And they had templates, so you could just use a template to quickly set yeah, up a so Discord that's server. Yes, yeah. so they'll probably just use that. You'll, when you create a server, you know, it'll ask you what it's for, and it'll be able to template. And I'm sure if you want a business one, then it won't give you all the Twitch emojis and all that jazz. But if, you, if it is for gaming, then it'll still have all that stuff. Uh, that's probably that's probably how they're going to do it, I imagine, because it can't be a yeah. coincidence that they've just brought that feature out now. I'm pretty sure that was definitely part of the push. But uh, I, I could true. see it benefiting them more if they separated it. Thanks. I think someone was also recently talking about how um, if uh, some, if there was like one company that could get into building a streaming service, it would be Discord. Like if they wanted to build something kind of like Twitch or Facebook, if they wanted to compete in that market, Discord's one of the places that could do it because they have like, they have a lot of users that they could push towards that stuff and they've already brought out game streaming in servers. Which yeah, I no, believe well, it's only forty people, right? It. Um, stream. I can't remember. Uh, they up, they've upgraded it a lot, especially over the lockdown. They really upped screen sharing's capacity and mm. streaming. Um, but they recently upgraded it. I, I, I don't even know where I saw it. Oh yeah, I think I was looking at Discord's Twitter, and it was like very recently, within a few days, they said they were. I don't know if it's out yet, but they were bringing out a feature that allowed you to watch multiple streams at once. Um, oh, yes. So they they've upgraded the streams feature, and you can uh, you can watch multiple streams at once and sort of mute different ones. It was like a a panel with multiple streams. And luck. Um Basically, yeah. yeah so I don't know, it's a little more of a shift in that direction, but um, the the streaming and everything's done really well, so it wouldn't surprise me if they just keep upping it. It'd be interesting if they tried to break out on that, into that market because they have the infrastructure there and they've got a bunch of people they can push onto their like streaming platform however they end up doing it. They've got that in the public groups so you could see all you know different streams. It'd be interesting to see them try and break out into that market but also be a bit weird with them also trying to push towards grabbing 
you know, the normies. <laughs> so to speak. Well, to be fair, it, if you, if you get in more business and stuff on and kept that sort of isolated, that can help them turn more of a profit and then they can use that to invest into the streaming side, possibly. Yeah, be interesting. They'd probably do a lot better than Trovo. <laughs> oh, God. I, I mean, I'm amazed. It. I'm amazed you remember the name of that. Actually, <laughs> genuinely. Uh, I listen. I'm, you know, I'm into my stream and stuff. So I, I gotta know all the names. Doesn't matter how much money Tencent dumps into that. I can only see that doing well in China. Like, if if it even does well in China, I don't know. Who knows? You know, unless Trouble wants to, you know, hand me a lump sum just under the table. You know, then then I'm all about Trouble. <laughs> <laughs> but until then, you know. I don't see them going anywhere. Again, I st- I've said this for a long time, but I think YouTube are going to be at the top of streaming at the end. Oh, here we go. Every single episode <laughs> so far, you've managed to slip that in somewhere. I, listen, Eight episodes. I, I, I'm just, you know, I'm consistent. <laughs> that's that's what you should take from that. When YouTube finally wins the stream, the streaming war, the streaming wars, I don't know why, I'm just imagining, imagining like Terminator, but with, you know... Twitch and YouTube and Facebook gaming coming out of nowhere, traveling back in time. I don't know. But um, maybe Mixo will travel back into time and try and fix the mistakes. But <laughs> Try and be relevant. Yeah, try and be relevant again. But yeah. Um, no, I'm just consistent. I still think that's what it's going to be. You can hold me to that when in like five five years time, Twitch is dead. They won't be dead, but you know what I mean. And YouTube I mean, if that happens, supreme. I'll be... I'll be missing the podcast that week if that happens. I'll be dealing with your insufferable smug face. Ah, <laughs> <laughs> oh, we'll be over on YouTube streaming, and I'll just I'll I'll have a wide smile across my face. <laughs> I told you all. <laughs> be the same. Be no cappers. It'll be the same. Yeah, that that would be the weird the thing. From me. I think that's a weird thing with Twitch because um, Twitch have a they have this culture built around it that makes it hard for new people to get in to actually yeah. watching Twitch but it also keeps people around because people you know they feel like they're part of a community but it is interesting because we've actually seen Twitch recently hit new view- viewership records oh nice segue you like that <laughs> you like that segue so yeah I mean recently they hit 5 billion hours watched I believe it was something like that right yeah that's all me that's because I've been on Twitch in the last quarter <laughs> that was like <laughs> Tef came on and then just Twitch popped off. They don't know it yet, but they've got to give Tef a, a partnership. Oh, just you wait. So I'll have I'll have my own channel. If that's what even what it's called on Twitch. I don't know. I don't care. But yeah, <laughs> I I honestly think a lot of the like we've seen these big numbers, but I think a lot of this is inflated because of Valorant and the drops that Valorant yeah. had. Tarkov had that as well, but I don't know if that was recording. If that was viewership from that quarter, but I think Valorant alone, we can just talk about that. That definitely inflated numbers because it was a lot of people coming onto streams and sitting around waiting for keys, and then you had people opening multiple streams and people with like fifty devices on all watching Twitch just to get codes. You had like, you know, just key farming, key farms in in China. Getting, getting codes off Twitch streams. They had like 100 PCs running at once, stuff like that, just their codes. But I mean, it's interesting because Mixer has shut down now as well. 
So we're going to see a lot of the viewership start to get spread around. And Facebook gaming has actually grown in market share as of late. They're like, I reckon they're going to be up to like 10% soon. Yeah, so it actually includes the figures on the uh, article you sent us to read over. Again, I don't know if you read this or whether you just you just sent us the article for us to uh, catch up. But it, it, it lists the figures. Um, obviously, Twitch got 5 billion. Um, and YouTube got 1.5 billion. Facebook Gaming got 822 million. And then Mixer got 106 million. <laughs> yeah. So, I mean, the actual like market share... From the last time the numbers were done, I believe Mixer owned 2.2% of market share. That's after acquiring Ninja and Shroud for like 40 million. So, yeah. That worked out well. Didn't work out too well for them, unfortunately. And they got to walk away scot-free with all that money, which is really nice for them. But Valorant, sorry, uh, again, I'm just going to keep spouting figures from this article. It's actually really good. Uh, Valorant was by far the most watched game during the quarter, so I think you are right. Yeah. It actually it beat PUBG and Fortnite, which just let that sink in for a second. Yeah. I but mean, like, how much of that time was people actually watching the game, though? I, I don't <laughs> so think it was. This no, is a thing just... we're actually going to see with Ubisoft's, uh, what's their new BR called that I don't care about? Ultrascape or something? Hyper Ultrascape? Something, something dumb like that. They're also doing a very similar thing that Valorant did. And we'll see, we'll definitely see the numbers of them shoot up. I don't know if they're doing it right now. I think, I think they are doing it right now. I think it might be on Twitch. I've not even looked because I honestly don't care. Like, bring out another battle royale. Oh, oh, good. I care. Now, I don't know why they're bringing one out this late, but it's going to shoot up the numbers again. I don't think it'll be as big as Valorant. Because Valorant was hyped up for a while. But um, we're, de- we're going to see more and more of that on Twitch, I think. And it's going ca- to cause those, no- those numbers to spike, which is why Twitch likes it. I don't think it has a great effect on the platform in general. I-, I mean, the Valorant thing encouraged a lot of people to actually just rerun VODs over and over, and the top people were not actually screaming at the time, they were just playing VODs over and over again in that game category. Yeah, Twitch cracked down on that pretty They did. Quickly. They did crack down on that. But, um, I don't know, I feel like it encourages, it encourages people to come over to the platform, but those people don't stay, they don't stick around. They just leave. It just looks good on their numbers temporarily. And, um, yeah. I think Twitch has a really big problem with retaining the people that they bring over. I think it's, I think it's an, I don't know if it's like a culture thing because people come on over and there's a bunch of people gone, Pepe Hans, Monkress, and then, and then everyone from like YouTube is like, what the hell am I watching? Just give me my key. (laughs) I mean, every, every social media is like that to an extent though. They've all got their in jokes now these days. I think Twitch is probably the, biggest one though that has a bunch of in jokes like there's a whole culture built around there yeah i guess reddit, reddit's kind of the same though and that gets by and again I mean, reddit's actually kind of slowly dying so that's I'm, not I, what it was before, i never so. i've never really used reddit so i can't really talk about reddit but never i really mean, use twitch why yeah. am i here i don't know <laughs> plus the other big thing obviously is uh Aside from it just being Valorant coming on, obviously the lockdown has massively swelled its numbers yeah. as well. 
That's something we yeah, didn't but bring. That is, uh, to be fair, I don't think that's relevant because that will have swelled, swollen the what? Yeah, well, it would have boosted the numbers of every platform. So it, proportionally, it should still all be the same, shouldn't it? Hmm. But I mean, you it could also get into like how maybe with Twitch streams, especially, you have more of a, a parasocial relationship with the streamers, and maybe you know the more lonely people during quarantine feel a bit more connected and you know helps them deal with it more so than maybe just going on other platforms so i don't know i don't know how the numbers will have boosted with everyone in quarantine but it's it's an interesting thing to think about because twitch has that parasocial relationship between streamers and viewers which i don't know i don't know if we want to talk about that a bunch you guys know what i mean when I say that, yeah, I do. Yeah, just a okay. general, just a, the relationship between them. It, it, I know what you mean. Yeah, which a lot of people, I feel like a lot of people on Twitch profit off, <laughs> which, mm, which I'm not a fan of. But hey, you know, that's the platform, I guess. We love it. But yeah, um, is there anything else we want to say on the Twitch numbers? Uh, I think so. Particularly. Alright. That's fine then. Uh, Well, we could take a proper break now, actually, if we want to go Imagine. quickly refuel. Yeah, we'll go, I'll go get myself a cup of tea and then we can uh, prepare for the last hour of the show. So, don't go anywhere, guys. And we will be right back with the last half of the show. And we're back. Welcome, welcome. You guys can't see anything. I've leaked the DMs. Don't worry about it. <laughs> I never had you all full screened. Ah! But yeah, um, oh, it's okay. It's just memes anyway. It is. It is. It is just a meme, but it's a, an important meme that needs to be t- talked about. You know, <laughs> I mean, it's not wrong. The, the ghost of Joel. The ghost of Joel told us we got to talk about Lord of Bailey. Apparently, all right. so. All right. Well, I mean, it's spoiler. <laughs> I think at this point, everybody knows, don't they? Because that's that's where exactly where all the controversies come from. After all. True, 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 true. But yeah, I mean, we'll we'll, we'll just not we'll not say, but we'll, we'll we'll go around it. You know, no one knows what we're talking about. No yeah. one knows who Joel is. Uh, no, no one has a clue. But yeah, um, Laura Bailey, who uh, most of you probably don't know. <laughs> Let's be honest, you probably don't know voice actors, but she was uh, playing. Uh, she played Abby in The Last of Us Two, and Abby did something horrendous that we oof, we we won't go into details of it. it was gruesome it's horrible gamers around the world need to rise up that's all i'm saying but <laughs> but i don't know some uh some people for some reason seem to think laura bailey is the fictional character abby whose second name i don't remember does she have a second name i don't really care i don't no? think she does hmm doesn't matter. I don't even remember Joel's second name. But hey. Joel didn't even have one until the second game, actually. Well, I mean, I, re- I remember it being mentioned. I just don't remember what it was. I don't really care. But yeah. Some people seem to uh, think they are one and the same. Much like many other, you know, actors. Like uh, the guy who played. God, what's his name? Game of Thrones. I, f- I don't even care about Game of oh, Thrones anymore. Uh, Joffrey. Joffrey, that's the one. He got... I mean, did he quit acting? 
Does he still act at this point? He got so oh, much. Yeah, because for some reason they seem to think they're the same person and decide let's send them death threats and you know be an absolute. I don't know tool on the internet. <laughs> it's just so stupid though because like uh, yeah some of them are doing it because of what Abby does in the plot but other people are doing it because they don't like the writing in The Last of Us yeah she has no Laura Bailey did not write it yeah. yeah she didn't sit down there with Neil Druckmann and go you know Neil I, don't, I actually don't like that part where uh let's put a golf club in there you know a bit, we should actually oh, move this part up to the start of the game actually I think this, this is how the game should start I think it would be very good if there was a lot of just a focus on this certain character and a golf club. She had no control over that. <laughs> that. That's all Neil. That's all Neil being like, you know what, that last season of Game of Thrones was pretty good. I should subvert some expectations. <laughs> 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 but no, I mean, I don't, I don't know what else to say on it. But st- stop. Not the same stop person. Yeah. That's a good motto for life. And you want to say as if? No, no, I just completely agree. It's just, it's stupid. It's dumb. You gotta, you gotta split the two people apart. They're not the same thing, and yeah. no one deserves enough for doing work on something. Yeah, I mean, if you don't like a game, you know, take it to the CEOs. Take it to the people at the top, okay? People who are like making bank on these games. You upset at them? Yeah, it's like uh, Rose Tico from Last Jedi that me and you discussed. On that oh, yeah. Uh, Air actor got so much hate to the fact that they basically stripped her out of the final film. I forgot completely. about it, yeah. Wow. And it's just, it's not actor's fault at all, but her role got completely just shafted in the final film. Yeah, I mean... I about that. Yeah, so, I mean, she has, like, one line or something like, Hey, guys, I can't join you on that mission. I'm going to work on this ship thing over here. See you later, guys. Yeah, and like, that's all she gets. I'm, she's like, hey, Finn. And Finn's like, oh, come on. She's like, no, I'm sorry. I've got to stay at the base. Never see her again. <laughs> okay. And then they give sure. Finn, like, 50 love interests. Or, seemingly, <laughs> give him a bunch of love interests out of nowhere. Which if you'd like to know about Finn's love interests, please refer to our podcast about that film. Our two-hour, 50-minute nearly podcast. Longer than longer the film. Longer than the film. Uh, yeah. <laughs> Where we break down the whole of the film, forget a whole part of the film, and then go back to it and then talk about that for another 50 minutes. It's great. Great podcast. It's we, a piece we, of art, really. It's, it's <laughs> I mean, hey, the, the art was the poster I made for it as well. There was, there was some actual art involved. <laughs> It's true. But yeah, I actually I want to do more of those podcasts because they were fun. Just gotta find a, the right film for it, you know. But I think that's all we need to say on that. Don't don't send. <laughs> no, don't send hate to people for roles that they play because they're not the same person. Just because they kill someone who you really like in a video game doesn't mean they killed them in real life. Okay, just uh, just to make that point clear. Alright, I think I think that's all we need to say on that. So shall we move on to uh village? Village. Village or you know, Resident Evil 8, as we all know it. But village. Yeah, I, I, <laughs> we're not meant to call it that though. Oh no. I don't I didn't get this <coughs> at all. Like no. the title in the clearly turns into eight and now they're saying it's not eight. It's like what? <laughs> like they em- they, they emphasize the Roman numerals eight and they're like but it's yeah. not eight, as the village is also a character. It might just be very poorly translated. But um, 
I have no idea what that means. Uh, all of the big, uh, the big news outlets have been putting out the same story that Capcom are claiming it's not Resident Evil. It's it's Village, guys. Please, please yeah. call it Village. Call it Resident be, be, Evil Village. Please be respectful. Like, like it clearly made a huge point about the, the letters moving. I just, uh, I don't get it. Why yeah. would you do that if it's not? Yeah, and like you, and like you said, Sam, the, the explanation for it, it doesn't really make much sense, does it? Um, it's, it says He says, you could call the actual village another character in the game, and we did that because we would like players to understand that. Which is like, okay, but the subtitle of village already achieves that without dropping the eight from it. And the only thing I can think of that would make sense for wanting to drop the number is um, if you wanted the you know the Resident Evils to all stand out as their own separate stories, which I could see why they would want to do that because mm. there's been issues in the past where the, the Resident Evil story has gotten too convoluted over time and they've started to rely on you n- knowing what happened in previous games and things like that. There was a big issue with that in like the early 2000s in like the sort of GameCube PS2 era of, of Resident Evil. And I can see why they'd want to step away from that. Um, but that's... But then that doesn't make any sense either, because this is a direct sequel to Resi 7. Yeah. yeah. It's actually the conclusion sure. of Resident Evil 7, is how they've been... Yeah, that's what I thought, like, when, when he was saying... That's what I interpreted it as when he was saying it's a different character. I thought it meant, like, it's... Oh, it's a bit of a side story. It's like, it's, it's not. It's literally a direct continuation of Ethan's story. And Chris's as well. It's like, what? Yeah. Did you get to see Chris shoot Mia or oh, Maya or whatever her name is Chris. in the face? A bunch of times. Back in the trailer, Chris. Listen, I just want to see Chris punch some more ballers. You know, he's not in his prime anymore, but I back. I reckon he can punch a ball right there. He's like <laughs> Logan, Chris. Now he's, he's at that point. <laughs> oh no! Don't say that. You'll. Oh, that's a spoiler for Logan. Logan's been out long enough. But I don't. Who knows what'll happen to Chris at the end of the game? <laughs> that's all I'm saying. Oh, I don't know. It's, a, it's interesting, though. I can't wait to play this. Um, it, it, what they're showing in the trailer seems really interesting because the fact that they're framing Chris as a villain um, makes me think about how he was working for a company that was called Umbrella in Seven, and they tried to tell us that it was just a coincidence that they were actually an anti-terrorism group that took the name of Umbrella and repurposed it. But now I'm wondering whether that's a red herring um, because it just seems like a strange coincidence that he's suddenly shooting up uh, all the, the protagonists and but at the uh, same time it could just be them so... framing it that way it could just be the game starts he shoots her a bunch of times and then you know she doesn't die because she's actually still like got a part of the infection or something and then he gets pulled into their team or something like that and that's how he gets thrust yeah. into the new adventure I think that could be I could see doing yeah could just be them framing it from the trailer but we don't know anything but uh, what we do know is Village is the name of the game. Please don't call it Resident Evil 8. And, uh, the Village is a character. It's very unique. And um, it has emotions. It has feelings. So please call it by its name. Be respectful. <laughs> I-, I wonder whether we should be taking that um, metaphorically. as Because, uh, you know, a lot of horror stories... Um, Turn the, I think turn the environments that it's to setting be. into its own character. But at the same time, with Resi, you never know. It could be literal. <laughs> yeah, it could. <laughs> it, could it could actually make the village sentience. You don't know. <laughs> at the very end, all of a sudden, just the whole village will just try to consume you. And then, uh, you know, 
Chris will f- come out of nowhere again and just punch you. And it'll be great. That'll, <laughs> that's how I want the game to end. Chris just punches the castle off the hilltop down into the sea. Got I, mean, like I some... couldn't even... What's if? I was going to say, I can't even... I probably couldn't even handle the game because I'm just a wuss like that. But I just love the, the look of the castle in it. I just, I just want to go through that castle. It looks fantastic. It does look really cool. It's very Resident Evil 4. I've... It, it just gives off oh, that yes. vibe. The Which entrance is... is like the original mansion, uh, mansion as well. Uh, yeah. I don't... Oh, yeah, okay, with the two stairs. Yeah, yeah. Yeah, yeah, I actually could remember. They've used the motif a lot now. Yeah. I feel like it's in every Resident Evil game. I'm trying to think. Yeah. Oh, I, it's like a mansion. You remember when you yeah. love that? It is. It's like it's such a wink wink nudge nudge. Doesn't it look a little bit like the mansion? Like even uh even the the house in seven, the um the Baker house. Uh, which is, you know, completely different. When you're in the hall. It, it, yeah, it's like a Oh. Louisiana oh. ran conference from the stately home. Oh. We lost Hello? you for a second. Hello. There. Hello. Hello. Yeah. Hello. <laughs> sorry. Sorry. So, um, yeah, it, it couldn't be any different from the Spencer Mansion um, in terms of design. But when you're in the main hall of the Baker House, it's got the two staircases and it's got the it's got the little like sort of bridge that connects the two over your head as you walk through the hallway. It's yeah, they do it every time. I mean, and I, I, I know that it's just pandering to nostalgic old fans. I love it. I love it. Like and the shotgun that, puzzle as well. <laughs> the shotgun puzzle in that game oh, as well. That was just, that's just right from, right yeah. from uh, the other Resident Evil game. Like, that's... It's that just was a lot too of... much. They literally copied the same puzzle from Resi 1. Yeah. <laughs> but hey, I was like... I remember doing this. <laughs> but no, I've, I'm Did hoping... Did you like to uh, beat you in nostalgia? What's going to be weird about the new one is it's got werewolf zombies now. It's going to be yeah. very different to 7, because they look a lot faster. And mm. from 7, there was, like, the sl- sludge men, whatever they were, that were just were super like slow. They were made of mold, Mold, mold men, mold men. Bunch of mold men. <laughs> they were awful, honestly. As they like were the awful. standard enemy. Yeah. They were, so... I'm they glad were... they're changing it up. Yeah. They were very uninteresting, but uh, it'll be... Change of pace, considering... You know, it was very slow, and you had to, like... I don't, I don't know how they'll go about it. I don't know if you're going to get a lot... It's going to be more action-orientated. Mm. I don't think the standard enemy in any Resident Evil game so far has been fast-moving, now that I'm thinking about it. Because even in uh, 4, 5, and 6, with uh, with that different type of zombie that was, uh, you know, the Plaga zombies or whatever, they mm. still moved slowly. Even though they had guns and had a yeah. lot more intelligence, they still moved slowly. So it'd be interesting if they do go for a more fast pace, though. It might just be that there's, like, infected villages or whatever, and then there's also, occasionally, the werewolf zombie or something. I don't know, we've got no idea where this game's gonna go. But we do know that the village... We do know that the village... (laughs) That's what it is! ...is a person. Respect it. Respect respect the village. Yeah. And uh, yeah, hopefully, hopefully Chris comes in with some like new knuckle dusters and just punches the castle down. You know, it'll be like they'll, call, they'll be called like the Albert knuckle dusters or something. And that's how the game will end. It'll be great. That already just rip, whips out the dad bod and just hits the village with his beer guts. <laughs> I mean, I'm looking forward to it anyway. It's it's Resident Evil and. 
gonna be fun. It's gonna be good either way. Oh, be so good. Unless it's Resi Six, of course. Yeah. We don't talk about that one. No, no, we don't. <laughs> that had so much potential as well. I feel like it had a lot of potential. What, what it, what it wanted to do, but didn't execute very well. Not at all. But yeah, um, so I guess we can move on from that because we also have Microsoft renewing the Fable trademark to talk about, which is interesting. Which um, because hmm. I don't know what they're gonna do. The la I feel the last Fable game was was it a tower? What was it again? It was a weird one, wasn't it? It wasn't a tower defense. It was like a uh, a dungeon crawler or something, wasn't it? Does anyone remember? I can't remember. You guys know what I'm talking about, though, don't you? Yeah, I do remember it was out there. It was like a strange spin-off. I can't remember what it actually was. Fable, mm -hmm. Fable Fortune. I think it, I think it was like uh, Dungeon Land, where there was like one person who was like the dungeon master, and then there was a bunch of... You, then you, you had the other players play the adventures. It was like an asymmetric game that you... I don't think that was Fable. Are you sure? Fable had a, a Hearthstone knockoff called Fable Fortune. No, they, the I'm game. sure they had uh, something else. Like... I'm sure they had something else like that. Because they did a bunch of weird stuff with Fable. I didn't yeah. actually know about the they Fable did... Fortune one. I didn't know about that. They did a lot of... Um... Oh, here we go. Yeah, they did an action role-playing game using the Kinect. I forgot about that one. Fable the Journey, Journey, that was... Yeah. Ooh. That was just a yeah. kind of on-rails Kinect uh, experience, though, wasn't it? Yeah, I don't know what the one I'm talking about is, but I'm sure that was Fable. And I don't know when that came out, or if it came out, it might have been a cancelled project, for all I know. I kind of want to look that up now. But, um, it'd be nice to see a new Fable game, like an actual, an actual, an actually good Fable game, you know? Something, something closer to Fable 2. Fable. Like, I, I we feel like... We loved Fable 2 when it came out. All three played, of us, I think. I think, weirdly, that was a game that everyone in our friend group was, were really into. Like, everyone. Mm. Even, like, outside, uh, like, even, like, mainstream people. The normies, the normies were into it as yeah. well. It was... It's a, it's a pretty huge game. Yeah. Which is weird to think back on, but Fable 2 was a lot of fun. I, um... I didn't play Fable 3 that much. I played a little bit of it, but I never really got into it. So I don't know if you guys... It wasn't great. I remember it had... Twice. It had, like, a weird thing halfway through. If I remember, there's a weird twist or something. I... But I didn't really play it. Yeah, so I can't it say. the world mode. Yeah. Okay. It it basically just plays like an expansion to Fable Two, and it does throw in that um that new save the world mechanic where it what it thinks it's being quite deep, where you've got to make decisions um to like save people um but that will cost you more money, or do you let some people die and and keep the money? And it's meant to be like a morality choice, but like a lot of things in Fable, it's not as deep as it thinks it is. It really fell flat. Uh, yeah, Fable Three was not good. Yeah, yeah. I completed. I think I nearly completed my second playthrough. Uh, but because the, they all advertise about being a ruler, but the being a ruler was such a tiny part of the game. Yeah. Um, and it was just these tiny few decisions, and every one of them, it was like, oh, you can be a nice person. Except if you actually want a, an ending where the world doesn't just die and be wiped out, you had to do most of the bad choices. Otherwise, you would never get enough money to protect the world. Mm. Um, so even when I wanted to be a good person, it's just that like all life got wiped out. So that was nice. That's, that sounds yeah, great. Yeah, it, it was weird. By the way, that did, game it, is called it Fable have... Legends. It's cancelled. It was a cancelled game. So ah. Uh, uh... 
So then, yeah, they I, announced the cancellation and the servers were shut down April 2016. So yeah, it was like an asymmetric uh, dungeon crawling game, which I guess uh, Fable Fortune came out after that, but I'd never yeah. heard of Fable Fortune. I guess I just that completely flew under the radar for me, which is no surprise because doesn't look very good. But it'd be nice yeah. to actually see them bring out like a Fable game that was you know, built on all the promises that good old Peter Molyneux made with the original <laughs> games. It'd be good to see something like that actually come to fruition. Because it's a well, really cool concept. just any half-decent RPG, yeah. honestly, at this point. It's been 10 years since we've had a mainline Fable game. Yeah, I, I'd definitely, I don't know, just love to see something like that again. But yeah, what were you going to say about Fable Legends? What were you going to say? Ah, I can't remember. Okay. <laughs> yeah, it's probably not that important. It's a cancelled game. It's not that important. <laughs> but no, I do I think miss I was just gonna say. I was. I think I was just gonna say. Um, it'd be nice if they actually did, did a mainline game instead of all these weird spin-offs they've been doing for yeah. the past ten years. They're wasting the franchise. It is a massive waste of it. I kind of want to go back and play Fable Two now. You know, that'd be a good oh, one to, so to good. do on stream at some points. Yeah, it's quite fun. I replayed it again recently. Up. Doesn't hold up great in some areas. Um, mm. Does feel a little bit, a uh, little bit simplistic nowadays. Because I know that was a complaint at the time, but especially now, it feels really simplistic. Because it, it felt like a huge world at the time, but when you go back now, you see that it's, it's very, just lots of small yeah. areas. And, yeah, loading very linear. Screens. Lots of loading screens and the menu lags. My God, when you try to open your item oh, menu, my, it I do remember lags that. Everything took so long in that game. With the menus and like loading yeah. times. Yeah, but, I uh, forget the, the the magic of the demon doors. They were the best part of the game. Oh, they were. The creepy oh, house that that um, goes even like changes into a, oh. a nightmare when you turn around. Oh my god! <laughs> and the terracotta army. Yeah. Oh, that was so creepy. I remember there was one like in a mansion in like the first sort of city that you go to. There's a mansion you can buy, isn't there? I think there was one down there. Mm. I'm trying to remember that was the castle. Yeah, the there's castle. one in the castle grounds. That was it. And then there's one where you get a house from actually going through the door. I forgot what you need to get through that door. That's the one with the um, windmill and the amethyst hammer. That's where I used to live. Yeah. Oh, good times. I mean, I maybe we'll maybe we'll see another mainline game one day. I don't know. Hopefully, we can we can dream. I mean, Microsoft are gonna be announcing some games for the. Xbox Series X, right? Which yeah, is yeah. very soon. I actually don't have the date. What was the date for that again, Tef? Uh, 23rd of July. So, I mean... We'll probably... we Who knows what we'll say. I mean, hopefully new Fable game. It's, the timing kind of syncs up. But it's all speculation. Yeah, yeah. New RPG. Wait, would, yeah, it, they do actually say there's going to be a new ambitious RPG project. Please. Uh, <laughs> Please be a good Fable game. I mean, it's... Yeah, yeah, actually. Um, there's... On, on Eurogamer, there's an article that they've linked to in the article about about this new uh, stream that Xbox is going to be doing. There has been a leak, uh, or like there's been sources, rumours, you know, uh, yes. down a grapevine saying that there's going to be a new Fable. Um, Have the rumors told really, us why Doctor really disrespects Banjo, or you know, is that not part of the rumors? <laughs> I don't, it's fine. You can go to Mixer. It'll be fine. It'll be all right. 
it's funny how, according to these rumours, it's going to be given to Playground, mm. um, who make Forza Horizon, of all yeah. things. But, but I think they're the yeah. only UK development team that Microsoft has, and and it, it, it's got to be made in England, Fable, or it just wouldn't be the same. So that'll be interesting. <laughs> it wouldn't be the same. Well, it wouldn't. It's such an English... I mean, it's the world is called Albion. It doesn't get any more English than that. <laughs> True. What if we had an American... <laughs> Version of Fable. Oh no. Oh no. Imagine like a Hollywood humor version. It'd be the like the American version oh, of IT so... Crowd. Oh, <laughs> oh god. No. That's... no, 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 no. <laughs> yeah, I just checked and they've literally only developed the Forza Horizon series, nothing else. So I mean if yeah, that's, that's the studio they go with, it'd be weird. I don't know. I'd like to see what they do with it. Anything at this point. Hmm. That's a mainline game. That'd be nice. Yeah, yeah I don't know great. what else Xbox Wait. would actually announce game-wise. Or Halo. I don't know what else they've really got that's interesting to me. Yeah, Info. yeah Halo Infinite's actually confirmed for that show, isn't it? Yeah. Um, honestly, I'm hoping, I'm hoping for new IPs, honestly, because all yeah. the old Xbox ones are just awful these days, including Halo, sadly. Sadly. Who knows? Maybe Infinite will be good. I've heard good things. <laughs> Yeah, I've, I've heard people hyping up Infinite and being like, this is going to be the game that brings it back. But I don't know. We'll there's see. A lot of, there's a lot of things that really do hint that it's going to be quite a turnaround because there's a lot of things that hint that they realize were terrible in 4 and 5, especially the art design. They've completely reversed to how it used to look because everyone hates the art design. I'm so... I, I'm skeptical, though, because all the same things were said when Halo 5 was coming out. So... Yeah. Yeah, oh, in fact, very. Even Halo Four, everyone said the same things about Halo Four because we, uh, three four three made Halo Anniversary first, didn't they? And they didn't do a great job of that. Or like they had, well, I think Saber did a lot of it, but three four three were involved, and that was the first game with three four three's name on it, and that wasn't particularly good. People go, oh, it's okay. That was just their first try. I'm sure they'll get it right with Halo Four. Halo Four yeah. is fucking awful. It's awful. <laughs> so, I'm skeptical. I hope you're right. Never be the same. I mean, hopefully Infinite does something with it. I don't know. We'll see. We just have to wait and see what happens. I don't know. Is it going to be a full show? Is it something we might want to stream? Do do coverage of? Live? That is true, actually. If it's got Infinite, I want to be there. It's just a Halo fanatic. (laughs) Yeah, you you won't be there for any of it. You'll come in the sec Halo pops it and just, like, scream down the mic and be like, Oh, Zipsy, I know. That's Steve from Book 7. Oh, he's an amazing character. You can be there to explain what's going on. Yeah, <laughs> yeah, because they've had, they have actually leaked one massive thing to do with the plot. Well, not leaked. They confirmed that, but that they've confirmed who the is the master chef is, basically. Now? But that's about it. Uh, no, yeah, no master chef. No master chef. You probably don't. Oh, even, if it's anything like five, you probably don't even play as Big John. <laughs> I think they'll fix that terrible mistake as well. Hopefully, because <laughs> Lark is the worst character ever. I mean, I didn't play 5. Oh. I've got no idea what that was like. You don't want to. I think I broke down the whole plot to Tef at some point. I, I, or I meant to. It's yeah. the worst thing in the world. No, <laughs> yeah, you did. It's not great. Do you know what? My only experience of Locke is um, the the scene in, in Halo 2 Anniversary where they've retconned him into Halo 2. And Wait, I what? hate him just for that. I hate they, him because they they've wedged him, him into yeah. Halo 2. Oh, no, okay. Can I can I have this rant, Ziff? Because this is... Go for it, I hate I... this. I, I need this. this I need this rant. When we played it. I did not know this. So, they've added a new cutscene 
to the start of Halo 2 for Halo 2 Anniversary, where Locke is there, and Locke is speaking to the Arbiter, and he's speaking to the Arbiter about the fact that the Arbiter switches sides, you know, which is something that's meant to be a big twist halfway through the plot of Halo 2, but they they have a really boring opening cutscene of like Locke and Arbiter just standing in like a dark room <laughs> just talking to each other and they discuss the entire plot of Halo 2 before <laughs> it happens. Why? So if you're playing Halo if you're playing Halo for the first time now, if you've never played the classic Halo games and you pick up Master Chief Collection, Locke just comes in, someone you've never seen before. This random bloke comes in and spoils the entire plot of the game you're about to play and then you don't see him again. Why? 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 And it's in Halo 5's awful art style, and it's before any other cutscene at all. You don't yet. You haven't. You haven't even seen the Arbiter. You haven't even yeah. seen him lose his armor or anything. It's the first thing that plays, and then um, it, it ruins the best part of Halo 2. The schism is just supposed to be really emotional. It's got some of the best music in it and everything. You see, and all the elites are dead now. It just, it just spoils it all. And it's the most central plot point of that yeah. entire game. And they spoil it at the start of the game, before anything else. I I don't and even understand. Halo 3. I don't. Wh- why? <laughs> Just why? Why do you put them in there? What what reason do you have? <sighs> it's just so I, pointless. I don't understand. I really don't understand why he's got to be there. Why Locke? I had no <laughs> idea this was a thing. Like, why Halo Two? Why put him in a room in a dark room with the Arbiter? Like. Why any of this? They are literally, they are literally just in a gloomy room, <laughs> standing there, not even like sat down having a conversation properly. They just stood there, like, mm, yes, yes, Locke. Let us discuss the events of Halo Two. It's oh, it's so strange. <laughs> I, oh, I hate. It. I, I don't even know. I don't know how to process that. <laughs> I don't understand how they thought it was a good idea. I really don't. This is some like George Lucas level <laughs> recon. It is, actually is. Well, it was. It, this was Halo anniversary. Lock shot Halo first. 5, so I think I. I don't know if they, they were trying to. Well, look, it's it's Lock because I think in that cutscene is the one. I think it ends where Arbiter's like, you were. I can't remember. He's like, I was sent to assassinate you once or some garbage. I, I don't know if they were just trying to be like, hey, everyone, get ready for Halo Five. But it's the worst decision ever. It's terrible. They did something which I cannot stand and I cannot abide, and that is they've reckoned the original trilogy there, and they're starting to add their new law into the old law. And no, even if the new law was good, I wouldn't want you to do that. Don't try and tie them together because you're just going to screw up the plot that Bungie created, and they put a lot of time and efforts into making yeah. that plot watertight. And now they're picking it apart and just ramming Glock into the middle of it all, and it's just... <laughs> I just, I find that bizarre. There's like no, there's no good reason for it. <laughs> I don't know, listen. Honest. So, I mean, what else do we think that, uh, you know, we're gonna get from the Xbox Series X? Probably Forza Horizon 5 and Forza 8, probably. <laughs> because, you know, Forza's the only good series Xbox has going for it at the minute. Maybe we'll get a Blue Dragon 3, you know? Who knows? Was there a Blue Dragon 2? I don't know. I think there was. I think there was. We looked this up at one point. No, there wasn't. (laughs) Was there not? I think we can say uh, we definitely won't get any more Gears, because we've had Gears Tactics and Gears 5. Yeah, yeah. Yeah, I think that series is 
cold at the moment. Calling out Blue Dragon yeah. 2. Produced. I, I thought I thought it got another game as well, but apparently not. Ah, that's Total fine. Total Blue Dragon. Wow. We're getting a, we're getting another Blue Dragon game and um another condemned game. <laughs> I want to know the Hexic. Does anyone remember Hexic? <laughs> I haven't. Well, Hexic, hold on. No. It came free with with your Xbox. Okay, well, but like early Xboxes. I don't know how oh, early I you know guys what you mean. Xbox, yeah. <laughs> yeah, and it was like... Mate, oh, yeah. <laughs> yeah, there you go. Hexic HD. I, you know what? We're, get, we're getting 1 vs 100. That's what we're yeah. getting back. Oh. I really miss one versus one hundred. I just it was the best decision, one of the best decisions they ever made. It was so fun, and then they just scrapped it. It was like a whole. Do you know what I wasn't really it? miss? I want them to bring back the poker game with the avatars from Xbox. Oh, Full House Poker. Full House Poker. Yeah. Full House Poker was so good, man. I played so a lot good. of that. There's some I good like memories playing that. I bankrupted myself in that game. <laughs> I played poker so badly, I got to a point where it's like you have no money to buy into any game at all. <laughs> oh, I had like all the ship tricks in that game. I knew, I knew them all. I was having a good time. You were very I, good at that game. Yeah, I mean, I, I've played a fair amount of poker in my day. What, what can I say? But yeah, <laughs> uh, <laughs> I think we lost Tef. Oh, Tef's dying. <laughs> oh, the plague got him. You okay? Do you need a moment? What happened? He's come down with the smallpox again. He's dying? Is he dabbing? He's gonna lose his face next. Did he just dab off screen? <laughs> what is he doing? <laughs> okay, we lost Tef. Um, move with on. All the composition. Gentlemen. Do you want to explain Hello. yourself, Tef? Yeah, I just, I just breathed some water from my wine glass. Oh, okay. Don't worry about it. Don't concern yourself. <laughs> Did you mean to dab off screen? Because it looked like you dabbed off screen. <laughs> it was meant to be more like a sort of dramatic grasp, but yeah, it kind of did just look like I went. <laughs> <laughs> Which would have been an excellent exit. Uh, Alright, well, I think I, we could speculate all day on what they're going to show, but there's one last news topic. I don't know, Ziff, you said there was a couple you found as well. We are like at the two-hour two mark. Things I saw. We are over the two-hour mark, but you know, what do you want to talk about those real quick then? Yeah, they're very fast. Uh, first one, especially. Uh, first one is just that I saw Valorant and Zayman's put in six agents by the end of the year. Oh yeah, I've uh, seen which this. I was not expecting to be oh, honest. Oh yeah. I think um, that they're aiming for like six a year, right? Or currently? Yeah, I was. So they'll probably up it next year. I imagine. The, the, I don't know if it's going to get to the point where it's just it gets silly and. The abilities just get too over the top, but I don't know. I mean, uh, it'll end up like League. You just go in, you don't know what any, what's going on. <laughs> like, League is insane. At least it doesn't have skins yet, so I'm, I'm, I don't go in the game and be like, oh, look, it's that champion. I'm like, oh, wait, no, that's a completely different champion. Never mind. <laughs> Done yeah. that many times in League. Um, <laughs> I mean, it's true. There's a danger uh, with skins, like. Yeah. The second one is funny. Um, have you seen the news about Crucible, Amazon's game? Oh yeah, did we speak about that last week? I could have uh, swore we spoke about this, Tef. 
I don't. When we were talking about Crucible on the podcast, I don't know what the latest news is. I, want, uh, that they're going back God, into beta. Oh yes. No. The game. <laughs> Did we talk about that I last think we week? Might have spoke about this. I think we. I think we talked about this off stream. Um, privately. Did we? Actually, yeah, I, I was here last week. Uh, I could have. Yeah, uh, I don't think we all spoke last. Okay. Yeah. Well, they're going back into beta. The reverting the yeah. release, which is amazing. Unreleasing the game. <laughs> It's fantastic. Much like Final Fantasy fourteen did, which Ziff didn't know about. Somehow. Yeah. But yeah, it, it, it's, it's only the second time I've ever seen that happen, because it is Final Fantasy fourteen did it, because that was so bad, and also this. But yeah, it's mm. funny. It's really funny. I mean, we did talk about how they took out like all the game modes, but the main game mode, and we're like, we want to focus on this game mode. That was the message they put out, when in reality, the game was dead. No, it got no popularity. <laughs> and now they're having what to game bring... the key? Uh, Hive something? It's... I forgot what the name uh, of it is, but you had to, like, control a bunch of hives to win. It was... Th- oh, that yeah. was the main game mode, but... I don't know what'll happen in this game. It's gone back into beta. Who knows when they're going to release it again. You know, maybe actually market the game this time. That might help. <laughs> Imagine that. It's... It's kind of interesting because it's an Amazon game, and Amazon are not really in the advertising business, unlike companies like Google. Like, they're a, they're a product-based company. Like, they want to sell you stuff on Amazon, which is also why it's interesting that they own Twitch, because the purpose of having something like a streaming site or YouTube is to, like, market and to advertise and sell, like, actually sell stuff off to people, which they don't really invest in which is also why i don't think twit like you know i feel like youtube could put more into well google could put more into youtube and amazon might not care too much about twitch but no it's interesting because i don't know i don't know what the why like they push it onto twitch i don't know that's one that's what's bizarre like they have twitch they could have pushed this game hard on twitch if they really wanted to to be fair yeah. i did Hmm. Actually, no, it wasn't even... I was about to say, I saw Shroud play a bit of it. Shroud's not even on Twitch, he's on Mixer. Or he was on Mixer when it existed. <laughs> That's a twist, isn't it? Yeah. But I don't, I don't know. I don't know why they're so bad at marketing that. Like, n- no one heard about it until it like, came out, did they? No. No, it just... Yeah, that was really strange, that whole thing. It really kept it under wraps. It's like they didn't want us to know about it. Yeah, New World is the only one I've really heard about coming out of Amazon, which is their MMO. Which yeah, does it come out? Is, is there a beta for it this month or next month or something? Oh, it is very soon, sure. isn't it? Yeah, so I, I mean that's this month. That's one that might do a lot better. I hope so. You know, I would like mm, to see more cool MMOs. But yeah, I don't know. new MMOs in this day and age is always interesting because it's such a it's in such an odd stage in its life, isn't it? That that genre, really. Where it's like not quite dead, but it's kind of in life support. And it's being supported by uh, just a small amount of MMOs. So anytime a new one pops up, I'm always really interested to see what they do. I think it does. I think MMOs do okay, but the problem is there's always like, there's the top MMOs that dominate that market. And they've held the crown for so long. And no one, like there's so many companies that have just given up competing. And most people are like, you know, if a new MMO comes out, they don't care. They're not going to play it anyway. 
But um, mm-hmm. I think New World and Ashes of Creation, I believe it's called, are like the two big ones that I'm looking at at least. And um, I think they they have potential to do something. I don't know if any not is ever going to beat out WoW. I don't think I don't think we're getting a WoW killer. It's not 2012 anymore. <laughs> we're not all looking for the next big WoW killer. But yeah, I think I mean, those... if we couldn't do it in like 2008. We're certainly not doing it in 2020. Yeah, I um, yeah. I don't. I see those MMOs doing well potentially. I mean, there's still like Black Desert did really well. Uh, I don't know how it does now. I know that had a lot of pay-to-win issues or something. There were some issues with Black Desert, mm. from what I heard. But, uh, it's very Asian, isn't it? Yeah, it's it's a Korean MMO, so it's very much like... It's very grindy. It's very much like Arcage and MMOs along those lines. But it, what was cool about Black Desert, they had the uh, whole... Like, the combat was like a fighting game. So you had to, like, put inputs in to do, your, you know, your abilities and your combos. Or you could just do one through nine, I believe, as well. But it was based around using combos to make it more interesting. That's cool. Yeah. It had a few interesting systems. But yeah, New World... I don't know. I don't know what that'll, how that'll do. But yeah, Crucible is pretty funny. <laughs> I, don't know. I don't know what else to say about it. <laughs> oh, bless it. They're trying. Not very hard, but they are trying. Yeah, I mean... Hopefully we didn't have to crunch for that one. <laughs> Certainly. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> but, um... So, uh... Last we need story? to make a correction. About... Yeah. I, I, I don't know if this is a story you're going to talk about, because there's actually two left on my reading list. Um, what is it? But we need to make a correction, don't we, on something that we spoke oh, there about is last week? Yeah. So, mm-hmm. Crash... Crash 4... doesn't have microtransactions... According to, well, according to them, you know, they insist it doesn't Mm. have microtransactions. Still not to say they won't come in further down the line, you know, they might not just slip them in there, you know, after launch. But they're they're insisting it won't have microtransactions, which is a good thing. Hopefully that stays the case. Toys for Bob's, Bob, right? What's the name of the, uh... Yeah, Toys for Bob, yeah. Yeah. So, I don't know, we'll see. We'll see what happens with that, but, you know... We've got to correct correct ourselves and make sure we, you know, mm. that's our official statements. There will be no microtransactions. That's, but, you know, that's not to say they won't go in further down the line. But that's, that's me speaking, not the company. Just... <laughs> <laughs> yeah, yeah. I've never trust Activision, honestly. Mm. Which is a shame because I do think Toys Bob are pretty cool. They did a really good job of remastering Spyro. But, but it's Activision. And, you know, they pulled that really sly, sly stunt with, uh, Crash Team Racing, so who knows? Yeah. Yeah. So, I mean, we'll see. But yeah, I mean, we are like 2 hours, 15 minutes, so very quickly, there's one last story for the week. Um, The creators of Westworld are actually, well, some of the people that worked on Westworld are working on a Fallout show, which I believe is going to be on Amazon. So... Yep. Prime video. That's going to be interesting. I don't know, that means it's going to have... A fair budget pushed into it, and it's the creators of Westworld, and Westworld is very good. I don't do know. You like Westworld, don't you? I do. I like Westworld. It's mm. very good. Mm. What do you? What do you? What is that? You don't like Westworld? Mm. Not great. <laughs> Not sure. I trust them with Fallout, honestly, <laughs> myself. But okay. how much Westworld did you watch? Uh, 
think I watched like a season and a half of it. Um, it pulled me in at first, but then it just kind of went a bit, bit mental. Second season goes a bit mental. That yeah. season is also a bit mental, but it's also great. Listen, I'm all about it. <laughs> wanna... Yeah, I. It's I not Mr. Robot. Well, it's not. So... It's not the best show in the world, like Mr. Robot. Let me tell you about I'll Mr. Get Robot. Get out of here, you Mr. Robot. <laughs> no. Go on, Ziff, what are you saying? Um, I was just going to say, I really like Westworld. I haven't seen season three. Season two, out of it started a little slow, but it did get good in the end. Um, but yeah, I'm not sure how they're going to do on this, but I know they're, well, to me anyway, they're quite competent, so I hope mm. it does well. Um, especially since Fallout is, as a series has been uh, awful lately, so it'd be nice to right. see some good Fallout content. That'd be nice. Yeah, I mean, I, to be fair, I, I actually trust those guys to uh, to to write a Fallout story better than Bethesda can. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. I wonder if they'll use real canvas bugs. Ah, <laughs> <laughs> oh, be great if they manage to find a way. To... Oh, oh, it'd be great. <laughs> Why, oh, like, bro? I'm dropping out again. Well, um, it would be good though. Always nice to get a little crack at Fallout 76. <laughs> oh, any importance. Gives me life. Does, you know, there's always... I've, there's not been a story to, like, you know, laugh at Fallout 76 in a while. There was, like, a good a good run of stories that kept cropping up where we could all laugh at Fallout 76, and there's not been one in a while, which is kind of disappointing. But, hey, you know... Yeah, I'm getting withdrawal symptoms. <laughs> <laughs> That's probably for the best, though. Alright, so I guess that yeah, wraps... Yeah, I'd rather forget it exists. Yeah. I think, that, I think that wraps the show for the night anyway. We went way over time by like 20 minutes. But, um... Tef, we'll start with you. Do you want to tell people where they can find you on the World Wide Web? Also known uh, as the I, Internet. Um, the World Wide Web? What year is it? My God, man. <laughs> I am on Twitter as Teffers. Go there. It's the only place I really exist online, honestly. So... Go there. I usually just I don't know reblog like articles that I like, or um, or reblog pictures of retro gaming consoles because I'm just a massive boomer and care far more about gaming in the nineties than I do about gaming now. But uh, yeah, I'm on there, and that's about it. I do occasionally write me articles, but I have one at the minute. Um, and just it's just another way to talk with video games. But yeah, they yeah. just they get they'll get plugged on my Twitter when I do put them out. So follow the Twitter. All right, and uh, Ziff, what about yourself? Where can the good people in chat find you? The good people can find me at Zifflock on Twitch, where I am kind of inactive at the moment, but um, I'm also Zifflock on YouTube. I've renamed it. Apparently, oh. I could just do that. Um, so it's just Zifflock now at the moment. I don't know if I'll change it. But uh, I am working on content and working on trying to get um, a lot of Paradox, big drive for Paradox content. So hopefully that is on its way soon. So those, those are the pretty much just the two main places you can find me all right looking forward to seeing those uh those paradox videos of them in the pipeline so yeah and if you don't know me which you probably do if you're here because you're on my channel right now but it's zanrise on twitch zanrise on youtube zan games on twitter the real zanrise on instagram and that's about it so, thank you for joining us, everyone. I am going to try and work on getting these podcasts elsewhere eventually in, like, a more audio format if uh, 
that's what people want to listen to it on because I know there's been a few people that have mentioned it. So we're going to try and get that in the way. And uh, hopefully I'll do that before we get to the 10th episode of the podcast, which we're not far off. We're getting there. But yeah, thank you for joining me, everyone. Thank you, Tef and Ziff, for coming on by to join. And uh, no yeah, worries. we will be back next week. So next Monday, the ninth episode of the podcast. And you can also catch me and Tef on Thursday, hopefully finishing off Jack and Daxter. So we'll uh, see you then. And until then... Thank you for watching, everyone, and we'll catch you next time. Bonsoir. Bonsoir. Farewell.